as loud as you can. What you on? I'm on my. Again. Yeah. Again. I feel it. Yeah. Yeah. What you want? What you want? Yeah. Yeah. What you want? Again. Kingdom, kingdom vibes only. Yeah. Now everybody, let's hit A. What you want? Say A. Say A. Say A. That's what I'm talking about. Yes. Somebody's probably like, what type of church is this? What are they doing? Can I get somebody to say we on our kingdom vibes? So I am excited. I'm calming back down, getting preacher mode. How you doing, everybody? Two foundational texts. I'm sweating and I ain't read the scriptures yet. <laughs> Two foundational texts that is going to be the backdrop of tonight's preaching presentation. First in Matthew chapter 4, verse 17, and then we're going to go to Matthew chapter 13. Matthew chapter 4, if you do not have a tangible Bible, we will have it projected for you on the screens. And um, everybody online on the lower thirds, I know online is probably like, man, I wish I was there. I'll be turning up. <laughs> Matthew chapter 4, if you're there, would you shout at your boy as loud as you can? I got it. It says, from then on, Jesus began to preach, repent of your sins and turn to God for the kingdom. Somebody say kingdom. kingdom. For the kingdom of heaven is near. Certain translations say the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now, Matthew chapter 13, verse 1, it says that same day. Jesus went out of the house and sat by the lake. Such a large crowd gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat in it while all the people stood on the shore. Then he told them many things in parables, saying, A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path. And the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up because the soil was shallow, but when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they withered because they had no root. Other seeds fell among the thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Still other seeds fell on good soil where it produced a crop a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. Jesus then says, He... Who has ears, let him hear. The disciples came to him. If you want to be a note taker, I will highlight disciples. The disciples came to him and asked, why do you speak to the people? I will highlight that too. Please don't breeze past that. We have disciples and we have people. The disciples came to him and asked him, why do you speak to the people in parables? Jesus replied, the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven has been given to you, but not to them. See, I know we don't like to touch this, but Jesus is revealing to us in this particular passage of scripture that there is a us and there is a them. 
okay? We have disciples, and then we have people. What Jesus is saying is, listen, the secrets of the knowledge of the kingdom, that is reserved for disciples, not spectators. The secrets, the keys, the ethics of the kingdom, the principles of the kingdom, the power of the kingdom, that is reserved for the surrendered, not the pretender. Okay? I want us to see this clearly as we break this down. The king is informing us, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. The secrets of the kingdom, the secrets and the keys of the kingdom, they belong to you, but they don't belong to them. I want to break this down so we don't, don't miss it. It says, listen, repent, repent for the kingdom is at hand. Certain translations say, listen, it is near. So Jesus has already given us a kingdom key. The first kingdom key that you have to know is the key of repentance. Ain't nobody going to talk to me. Before you have access to any kingdom benefits, before you have access to any kingdom revelation, before you have access to any clarity, you have to operate with the key of repentance. That's the first thing. You have to repent. That is the key for me to even give you knowledge. Somebody say repent. So I understand that some keys come with blessings and some keys come with revelation and some keys come with discernment and some keys help you to operate in the original kingdom power that God gave us from the set of time. Then other keys help us to redeem the original kingdom agenda. He says, listen, these keys are not for people who really don't want me. These keys are not for people who only talk to me when there's a pandemic. Uh Uh-oh. These keys are not for people who only come to me when they have a bad breakup. These keys are for people who are intimate with me on the regular. All right, y'all said y'all want it. Y'all, whatever tile I had, bring it back. This one don't hardly absorb any of my sweat. So it says the keys. Now listen, can I get everybody to say the keys? So we have to understand this all throughout scripture. All throughout scripture and in the kingdom, there is this principle. Thank you. Can I get somebody to say principle? There is this principle that many times goes under preach, is overlooked, and most of us have not been taught about it. And I'm going to do my very best through the empowering of the Holy Spirit to teach us this principle. It's interwoven all throughout the fabric of Scripture, and that is the principle of representation. The principle of representation. Everything represents something. Okay? So in the first Adam, we all messed up due to the first Adam. This is why the Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 22, in Adam, all died. I'm like, I didn't eat the fruit. You didn't eat the fruit, but Adam represented me and he represented you. And so all of us were affected by his representation. Can I guess everybody say representation? Everybody died. Because of Adam's sin. And we understand Eve ate the fruit first. First of all, we got to stop calling it an apple. We don't know what it was. It could have been a tangerine. It could have been a banana. It could have been a pear. We don't know what it was. All we know is that sin came into the world because Adam and Eve disobeyed. And Eve 
ate the fruit first. It's the only time in history where a woman knew what she wanted to eat. <laughs> first time, that's why probably a lot of ladies are shook now. What you want to eat? I don't know. Last time, my mother Eve. <laughs> only time in history. I could just imagine Adam walking around. Say, all right, Eve, uh, this is our beautiful watermelon section. You want to eat that? No, nah, I don't want that. All right, Eve, well, we have some beautiful grapes over here. Boy, stop. Remember last time I ate all them grapes that were stuck all in my teeth? You had me smiling all big in God's face when he was walking through the garden in the cool of the day, smiling. I had grapes all in my teeth. I don't want no grapes. And still to this day, they're still sisters. They're still wives. Fiancés, whatever you want to call them, if we ask you what you want to eat, you say, oh, it don't matter. I don't care. All right, we're going to go to Cheesecake Factory. I don't want that. <laughs> all right, so uh, we, we're going to go to uh, Olive Garden. All them carbs, you know, all I'm going to end up do, eat doing is eating all that salad and all that bread. I don't want to go to uh, Olive Garden. I don't want to go to Cheesecake Factory. I'm going to put y'all on game real quick, okay? I'm throwing in this in here for free for all future husbands and husbands. Next time you want to take your wife out, next time you want to take your lady out, when you get in the car, you just got to do this. Girl, guess what we about to go eat? It's your favorite spot. You've been talking about it. You've been talking about how much you love it. Whatever she says, just say, yep. <laughs> Putting you on game. <laughs> Putting you on game. That's for free. So it's like, girl, guess where we going? It's your favorite spot. Where are we going? The place that you said you wanted to go. Where? Are we going to the aquarium? Yep. Reverse psychology 101, finessing the system 101. It was the only time in history where a woman knew what she wanted to eat due to a review that was left by a snake. <laughs> Y'all missed it. Somebody just caught it. The only time a review that was left by a snake. Yes, she ate first, but the manifestation the manifestation of the consequence of rebellion didn't happen until Adam ate. Please listen. Eve ate first, but the manifestation of the consequence of rebellion did not happen until Adam ate. Once Adam ate, then both of their eyes were open because God is always going to call Adam first. It's about to get real, and y'all not going to like me for about the next two minutes and 15 seconds. Because I'm just, I'm just feeling like I'm not the only one who is tired of these biased, feminine targeted sermons that are telling her to be godly, that's telling her to pray, that's telling her to keep it locked, that's telling her to have a prayer life, that's telling her this is what you have to do if you want a high value man, that's telling her to be Proverbs 31, and that's telling her to be an Esther type woman. I'm like, um, why don't we start making messages that are biblically saturated towards the one that God's going to call first? The one that God's going to call first, why not talk to him? I know that this is not popular, but it is the original kingdom agenda. God wants for the man to be in the home. God wants for the man to be the spiritual force in the home. God wants for the man to be the spiritual locomotive in the home. I know. I know we don't like this. And me saying this is not male bashing. It's not male bashing. We need more sermons talking about Joshua-type men. I'm not minimizing Boaz. Boaz was dope. He was the kinsman redeemer. But I'm like, Boaz is over-preaching. If you study the text, he was kind of old. 
I just feel like all my sisters don't want a sugar daddy. Is that too real? Is that too real? All my sisters don't want a sugar daddy. How about you be godly when you're still young, though, bro? How about you still love the Lord in your 30s, in your 20s, in your teens, even when you're 40? All of the sisters don't want a man that's a sugar daddy. How about we preach about Joshua-type men or Joseph-type men? They're more dope kingdom men in the Bible. Joseph, the Bible says this brother was well-built and handsome. If God says he was well-built, see, it's one thing for you to think somebody fine. But if the Bible say he was well-built and handsome, Joseph had to be like an action figure type dude. Which shows us that he probably was using the kingdom key of stewardship and working on his body. Uh-oh. Okay. Let me get out of there. All right. Joseph, he had oil with administration. He had oil with business. Joseph was so cold with business that he would always end up being in a vice president position. He was so cold with business that he would end up being an overseer. He would end up being a leader. Listen, we have to understand this. He had a kingdom key of stewardship. Can I get somebody to say stewardship? He wasn't a type of brother who stayed up all night playing Call of Duty or 2K, but then missed prayer in the morning for his children to get on the bus. That wasn't the type of stewardship that he had. I know I'm not going to give my claps, but I have to preach it. He was not a type of man who had on the latest Jordans, the latest iPhone, but zero in his savings account. Your suit fly, how is it your whole outfit? Y'all don't want to talk to me. You wearing more than your savings account. <laughs> this is not male bashing. This is redeeming the original kingdom agenda. He had stewardship and he had discernment too. So much so to where he knew when God was speaking to him in dream form. Wise. Where I'm able to give advice on how we handle the financial affairs of a nation. Enough with sugar-coated preaching. Some of these messages are so sugar-coated, our spirits have cavities. We need to have sound doctrine. I'm just convinced the earth needs kingdom men. Our homes need kingdom men. The cycle breaks with kingdom men. We cannot start changing the world if we do not have changed men. Joseph-type men. This is the type of men who run from the immoral woman versus sliding in her DMs. We run from that. We run from that. It's maybe, I'm about to get in trouble. Maybe, maybe it's not that she's just so flirty. Maybe it's not that she's just shooting her shot. Maybe it's not that you're just so rare and you're so handsome and you're so fly and you're so dope. You might be. I'm not hating, no shade. You might be, but could it be deeper than that? Could it be there's a certain caliber of woman that hell sends to a kingdom man with the attempt to get us to put our seed in the wrong womb. Y'all don't want to talk to me. It's more than you being fly. This is an attack on the kingdom man. Because when a kingdom man has the kingdom key of self-control, when we operate with purity, we start to change and protect a generational narrative. Y'all don't want to talk to me, I know. I know, I came out kind of hard. Let me calm it back down. I'm just convinced that kingdom women are not waiting for a knight in shining, in shining armor to rescue them.
How about let's normalize men who have been rescued by the king of kings, and now we're shining, running the full arm of God. How about let's normalize that? This is why I stress there has to be a season in our life when we detox from perversion. Please hear me. There has to be a season where we detox from perversion because the enemy is going to make sure that in your lifetime, your weakness is going to meet an opportunity. Did y'all hear what I just said? He's going to make sure that there's a time in your life where your weakness meets an opportunity. It's not just a secret addiction. It's a setup for Potiphar's wife. It's a setup. Back to what I was saying. Everything starts with representation. Can I get everybody to say representation? When Adam, the first Adam, all died because it's the principle of representation. And the second Adam, all can be redeemed. Why? Because Jesus didn't just die for us. He died as us. Okay? You didn't get nails in your hands and your feet. But when we accept Christ, we're standing boldly before God's throne as though Jesus died in our place. It is the principle of representation. Marriage is a principle of representation. It represents the church and Christ. Everything and all throughout the fabric of scripture, we see this principle of representation. Baptism is a principle of representation. This is an outward demonstration of an inward transformation because when you were born, your mother's water broke. But when you're born again, a chain breaks. Y'all missed it. Y'all missed it. When you were born, your mother's water broke. But when you accept Christ, that is when you understand that the cross does not just give a minor shift or two in regards of our moral and ethical values. But the cross radically disrupts the very center and citadel of your life from self to Christ. It's not just in a minor adjustment that you make. It radically disrupts your life when you've accepted Christ. So when you were born... Your mother's water broke. But when we're born again, a chain breaks. I remember so vividly, so vividly in the scripture when Jesus is saying, I need us to understand, repent. I remember sitting in, sitting in my office at my desk and said, why is this standing out to me so much? It feels like I'm missing something. And I begin to break it down. Y'all know how I like to do surgery to words. I begin to break it down. Repent has two meanings. The first meaning is to turn away. Please get this. There is a difference between repentance and remorse. You could be snotting and crying, but not change. Remorse is not repentance. Repentance means to turn away. It is a change of the mind. Metamufu in the Hebrew is how we get the word metamorphosis. It means I have changed my mind. Therefore, when you operate with true repentance, you're going to start losing friends. Okay? See how it's getting real quiet? <laughs> Whatever happened to kingdom vibes only. See? I'm trying to teach you the kingdom keys. The reason you start losing friends is because it's going to be hard for you to hang with people who live where you fail. All right? Listen, the reason you start losing friends is because I'm turning away from what they're going to. I'm turning away from weed. They're not. I'm turning away from adultery. They're not. 
I'm turning away from alcoholism. They're not. Whenever we operate with true repentance, it always comes with the severing. Always. Like when my daughter was about to be born, the, doc, the doctor asked me, he said, um, would you like to cut the umbilical cord, daddy? I said, I'm not cutting nothing. <laughs> my daughter's not, to, my, not about to have any birth defects due to me cutting something wrong. And in that moment, I started to think about, I wonder how many umbilical cords we have that daddy wants to cut. Talk Holy Ghost. How many umbilical cords, things that are no longer conducive because you have outgrown a womb, but you have a trauma connection. So I'm not willing to let it go because I have a trauma bond. Whenever you truly have repentance, you're going to turn away. And when you turn away, you might lose friends. You might lose parents. The person that you thought was your day one, it's going to be hard for me to go with you when we're going a different way. And this one right here rocked my mind. Repent. If we dissect the word repent, the first part, re, it's the prefix. Re means to do again, start over. It's how we get repeat or rewind or replay, okay? Pent means top or above, like a penthouse, all right? So now I'm like, okay, when Jesus says, repent from your sins, sin means to miss the mark, okay? So all sin is is when we miss it. So if we put it together, Jesus is saying, turn away from things that make you miss the kingdom agenda. Y'all kidding this? I was like, whoa, Lord, give me revelation. Turn away from anything that's limiting your ability to be kingdom. Turn away from anything that's limiting your ability to operate in a kingdom key. Now, you remember how I told you pent means above? Now, if we repent, it means I'm trying to get you to a place where we could do over things from above. I want you to start thinking above again. There was a time we had it in Eden. There was a time we had it, but I need to get your head to start thinking on kingdom things again. I need your head to start thinking on things above, your appetite to start thinking on things above. It's possible that we have been hanging around so many earthlings that we only desire earth things. Okay? So you got to get this. Everything we eat has a root origin. Well, everything organic. Some stuff just straight cancer. All right? <laughs> Everything organic has a root origin. If you eat a burger, it was a cow that ate grass. Everything had a root origin. If you eat just salad, cucumbers, and kale, it has a root origin. So everything on this earth fulfills and sustains your flesh. Okay? But everything from above gives you spiritual nutrients for your spirit. So if you have a mindset that is absorbed with so many worldly things, you can't receive kingdom revelation. God, I hope y'all are getting this. I hope y'all are getting this. I'm trying to get us to a place where he's trying to convince you if you want to represent, you have to repent. Because all throughout the fabric of scripture, we see this principle of representation. Representation. As I'm studying this, I'm like, God, how are we going to start off this Kingdom Vibes Only series? And he started to convict me. We can't even get out the marina of this series talking about kingdom stewardship and kingdom resources and a kingdom mindset and kingdom purpose until they understand kingdom keys. 
They have to understand kingdom keys. Do you know that the original kingdom agenda of God was for earth to operate like heaven? I'm going to help somebody on the night. The original kingdom agenda was for earth to operate like heaven. In fact, the very first place he placed man was a garden called Eden. Eden in Hebrew means desire or pleasure. What is the Lord's pleasure and what does he desire? To be intimate with you? To be intimate with me? What does the Lord desire? What does he get pleasure in when we behold him, when we're close to him, when we carry out the kingdom assignment? What happens in the heavens? What do the Lord of hosts, what do heavenly hosts do? They carry out kingdom agendas. They're close with the Lord. They behold him. They're four living creatures that are constantly around his throne saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord almighty. That is what we desired. And Adam, we lost it because it's the law. Of representation so Jesus came not only to reconnect us back to the Father but to give us kingdom keys to give us kingdom keys I'm gonna give you Bible I'm gonna give you Bible Matthew chapter 6 verse 10 it says your kingdom come this is a model prayer can I get everybody say your kingdom your kingdom come your will be done on earth uh oh as it is in heaven it's the model prayer. I want your earth. I want your will to be done in the earth. But through Adam, all of us died. In the second Adam, we can all be redeemed. But how do we get to live kingdom again? It starts with repentance and understanding kingdom keys. Can I go a little bit deeper? Can I go a little bit deeper? Could you imagine what our world would look like if we exchanged our will for the Lord's will and lived out kingdom keys? What would your relationships look like if we exchanged our preference for the Lord's purpose and we lived by kingdom keys? What would the church look like if we stopped preaching political views and stopped preaching sugar-coated, watered-down messages but start preaching kingdom keys? What revival would happen? What miracles would happen? What power would be released? It starts with the keys. Can I get somebody shout, I got the keys. So everybody, when you first came in, hopefully, depending on what time you got here, you were given a key, all right? Came at a certain time, you probably didn't. Um, I told everybody, I told the greatest, I, I want you to give them a key, okay? Because I want this to be symbolic. I want this to be symbolic. It could be a necklace for you. It could be a bracelet for you. You could have it in your purse, whatever. I want it to be symbolic that it all starts with the key, Okay? So, like, for example, if you got a key, just raise it up. The keys that were given to you, just raise the key. All right? You got a key. You got a key. All right? So I'm going to come to you. It's your lucky day. All right? Everybody clap over the key that she has. All right? You can put your keys down. She's looking like, okay, this is awkward. <laughs> this is real awkward. Now, what if I were to tell you that that key that you have, I think it's the third row in the parking lot. That key that you have, there's a hidden box in the parking lot in the third row. And that key, if you put it in, you get $1,000. Okay? She said, I'm going to go get it. <laughs> now, that we know that she has a chance to find this hidden box. It's in the third row. 
Everybody clap it up for her now. So they happy for you. You smiling a little bit more? Okay. Now here's the question. Did the value of the key change? What changed? What changed? Listen, the value of the key didn't change. The revelation of what the key can open did. Are y'all getting this? Don't miss it. Don't miss it. The key is the cheapest part. I got this off of Amazon for $5. You can go to Walmart and get a key for $1.50, and it opens up a house that's $500,000. The key is the simplest part. We don't shout over the key of prayer. We don't shout over the key of fasting. But if I can get you to understand what the key can open. Come on, Holy Ghost. I want you to understand what the key can open. Somebody's looking right now. It's like, okay, was he serious? Was there really a box? And if so, what does my key do? <laughs> what about me? Next time I say volunteers, I need, a, I need like illustration. You can choose me. What does my key do? You won't get jealous because your key is tied to a treasure too. All right, see, now we're getting it. Now we're getting it. Listen, in the kingdom, doors never come in the form of doors. They come in the form of keys. God does not give you arcs. He gives you blueprints. Do you hear what I'm saying? He gives you the key. There is a key of devotion. And the hidden treasure in the key of devotion is peace. You can't sleep at night. You're tossing and turning. And I'm trying to tell you, sweaty on a Thursday night, that the key of devotion has a hidden treasure of peace. Jesus was trying to teach us the keys of the kingdom. The keys. I could think of creative colloquialism and creative quotes and have everybody shout, but Jesus wants me to preach keys. They have to understand keys. Once they have a revelation of the key, then they'll constantly seek me because I'm trying to give out multiple keys because there are many things that I want to open, but in the kingdom, next level doesn't look like next level. It looks like keys. It's keys. Give your Bible, Matthew chapter 13, verse 44. Jesus says, again, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in the field. We just talked about that. It's like treasure hidden in the field, which a man, or in this case, a woman, found and hid. And overjoyed over it, he goes and sells everything that he has and buys the field. So you got to get this. Jesus is saying, this is how heaven is. Once you discover this hidden treasure, please don't breeze past the fact it was hidden. Because you don't stumble over in the purpose. The reason the kingdom of heaven is hidden is because just like we started in the beginning, I'm not giving this to people who only came for the loaves. This is for people who are intentional with prayer. This is not for people who only seek me when they go through stuff. It's hidden because you're going to have to dig. You're going to have to be committed. You're going to have to constantly seek me. It's hidden. You're not going to stumble over this key. This has to be intentional. And then when you discover the value of the kingdom... I'll give up everything in this world just so I can live out 
by the original kingdom agenda. I want to show you one more thing, but I'm going to pray first. Father God, would you help us to stop minimizing keys? Help us to stop minimizing the key of self-control, the key of stewardship, the key of honesty, the key of bitterness. Somebody chest hurts right now because of a bitterness they have in their heart. And I'm trying to teach to get them to understand the key of forgiveness will give them the freedom to let it go. Help us, Father, to stop minimizing keys. But if we're really going to be on our kingdom vibes only, we have to first start valuing keys. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody who agrees with that prayer, would you shout amen? amen. There's a confession I want us to say real quick, and then I want to get back to the key thing. Can I get everybody and everybody watching online to put this in the room in all caps? I was made, I was made. to live kingdom. I was made to represent the kingdom. So I must follow kingdom keys. One more time. I was made to live kingdom. I was made to represent the kingdom. So I must follow kingdom keys. The key, the keys, the keys to the kingdom. Why do you speak to the people in parables? Jesus says, because the secrets of the knowledge of the kingdom, the keys of the kingdom, it's given to you, but it's not given to them. And I wonder how many of us have been praying for God to bless something. And you came here on tonight because God is showing you the order. The blessing is in the key being implemented in your life. There's a gift that you have that could make you wealthy it is a gift you have God gave it to you free he gives gifts without repentance whatever your gift is you're a prolific writer prolific speaker your vlog your podcast your music you have a phenomenal gift that God wants to bless but you don't implement the key of discipline okay so you'll never know and you'll never experience the treasure from you being faithful with the key does this make sense Okay, so let's say she finds, she finds the box, okay? I take her outside, and I'm like, okay, I found it for you. I found it, all right? Here's, the treasure is in here. Now, so many of us want what's in here, but God doesn't just give you what's in here. What God does is he gives you a key. Seek my face. That's what I want you to do. I wonder how many of us are frustrated with God because we're praying for this when he handed you, wait, that in the air, handed you that. Yeah. God, would you change my marriage? Would you change my life? You're asking for this, but God's giving you that. See, and then once you get that, go ahead and put it in. Once you get that, open it. Take it. What is it? It's a check. How much? $1,000. Y'all thought we were playing. Who else went over the box? <laughs> he was. <laughs> no, it's yours. It's yours. Y'all could do better than that. It's yours. It's yours. Look, what I want you to see is 
The treasure that you've been paying for comes in key form. And you'll never get the treasure that God has for you. She had no idea that she was going to get blessed tonight. We're just a generous church. We give just to give, just because. Giving it shall be given unto you, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. For the measure you use, that same measure will be measured unto you. And the area you sow is the area you're going to reap. We just give. But what I want you, I want you to have a visual mindset that we'll never forget tonight. I want you to remember when I ask for God, when I ask God for something, this is what I want, but this is what he gives. Okay? Can I get somebody to say keys? One more time, say keys. What are you minimizing? Because you only want the treasure. Because you don't post this. This was like $2. She might post a picture of that check, though. <laughs> when God has you in a process, it's nothing really post-worthy. But I'm trying to give you the key. Seek my face even though you don't feel like it. God, I got insomnia. No, you don't. I'm inviting you every single night to come talk to me. You use all of your energy on social media all day long. But if then some strange reason, you wonder why I'm trying to keep you at night, up at night. We have a conversation we have to have. It comes with the key. Comes with the key. Man, my lust is on fire. I heard the word on the night, and I just, oh, gosh, I don't even know where to begin. I'm, I'm trying to change my life. Here's the key, fast. I don't want to do that, God. I like my Chick-fil-A. <laughs> I like my food. It, it, it's training you to say no to your flesh. When you see that Hershey's kiss, I'm all on somebody's toes. When you see that candy bar, when you see Popeye's, when you see that new chicken sandwich, and you want to get it, I'm not saying it's sin, but you're trying to get your flesh to bow to you versus you bow to it. So I'm giving you the key of fasting so that when your, when your flesh rages, your flesh is going to learn I'm boss, not you. You don't run me. When she walks by, I don't have to stare because I have been given the key of self-control. I'm not preaching anything I haven't practiced. In college, the same thing for me. When they walked by, I had to put my head down because I did not have enough discipline to not look at her backside. Culture taught me that you watch porn. This is how you educate yourself about sexuality. This is what culture taught me. When I got saved, I recognized how off the culture was. I'm like, bro, 90s R&B lied to us. I ain't going to go there because I can go on so many songs. But there's so many things that we desire. And I'm trying to get you to see that Jesus came not only to connect you with God, but to give you keys. So let's break this down. What, what are keys? Keys are principles. Can I get everybody to say principles? Have you ever wondered why people use the name of Jesus and nothing happens? In the name of Jesus, we rebuke this. In the name of Jesus, and nothing happens. It's because you cannot operate in an authority that you're not under. Woo. Talk Holy Ghost. You cannot operate in authority that you're not under. I need you to get under the principles so that you can get over principalities. Did y'all hear what I just said? I need you to get under the principle. So that you can get over principalities. In principalities, we have two words, prince and principle. That prince of Persia has principles that have kept us bound. But when we get under kingdom principles, we can overcome demonic principalities. Everybody say principle. So number one, what are principles? Principles 
are keys that removes the deadbolts of stagnation. Maybe you're not stuck. You're not using your key. You got 66 books filled with keys. 39 in the old, 27 in the new. Filled with keys. I just feel so stuck. You know, you have unused keys. And here's the thing about keys. Some keys let you in. But then some keys keep other things from coming in. Y'all don't want to talk to me. Sometimes I use the key on the outside so that I can get in. But other times I'm on the inside and I use the key to make sure some stuff doesn't come in. You wonder why you keep getting deceived by counterfeits? Could it be because the key of trusting God's timing is not an implementation to lock it so that you don't keep falling for counterfeits? It's a key. A key is a principle that removes the deadbolt of stagnation. Number two, principles are keys that grant you access to your kingdom authority. All of us have access to kingdom authority, the key of prayer, the key of worship, the key of fasting. All of us have this access code, but will you, after this sermon is over, after y'all leave and y'all go get your food, when you go home, will you still implement the key? This is how you feel like you're sitting in church and the preacher keeps on preaching from a reality that you never experienced because the word works if you work it. All right. Number three, principles are down payments on your coming harvest. Okay? So she had no idea that this key was tied to a coming harvest. I don't know if she needed it. I don't know a prayer. None of that stuff. But when I exercise the keys, somebody's key right now is just getting up early in the morning to pray. It's a confirmation for somebody either in the house or online. Stop getting on your phone first. You waste at least 45 minutes and you're always late because you get on your phone first and you scroll. You see something, you like that, you look and you've been on 45 minutes. I'm talking about sitting on the toilet so long till your feet feel like static. Ever happen to y'all? <laughs> Seek my face first. So what God wants us to understand, the reason we don't have these kingdom keys is because our heart is not a throne. Our heart is a couch. Our heart is a couch. Tanisha, come here real quick. Come here real quick. Tanisha, come here real quick. Well, Crystal, you, you free. Come here real quick. Come here. So look, you can just sit on the couch. Y'all clap it up for my volunteers. Now look, I'm going to make it quick because I don't know if baby E going to start crying for you. A lot of us, your heart has become a couch and not a throne. So when God gives you a key, it has to first go through your logic and then it has to go through your emotions. And since this doesn't make logical sense and it doesn't feel good to do it, I don't implement the key. Here's the thing. Jesus is not going to share with your couch. He's not going to share with your couch. So when I say repent, both of y'all get up. Y'all can go ahead and sit back down. Jesus wants to be like this on your heart tonight. I'm boss. I'm boss. See how my, my claps are getting real faded? 
I know the conviction is real, but I'm trying to teach you how to have kingdom. He's saying, listen, I want your heart to have me on the throne of it. So when I give you a word and I give you a key, since I'm on the throne of your heart, you follow it. I know it doesn't feel good to your flesh, but your flesh is not boss. I am. I want to sit on the throne of your heart so much so to where I could use you as an example because remember, it's the principle of representation. We were putting together a conference. My sister was, one of my sisters was ushering people in and getting tickets. And this one lady was real, real mad. She was mad because the access where we had meet and greet sold out. It was so packed, nobody else could fit. And she was upset. And she actually got an attitude with my sister. And my sister was like, ma'am, I'm going to go see what we could do for you. Now, when she got an attitude with her and her flesh, she wanted to clap back. But the reason she didn't was because she was representing the church. Okay? I'm representing something else. So she's kind of like, okay, this lady is on one tonight. And I said, just let her in. I ain't tripping about it. She began to vent to me after church. She's going to come in my face and do all this. I'm like, man, we, we in church. We're trying to. She began to vent to the one that was in a position of holding what she was representing. A lot of us are venting on social media versus venting to the one who you're representing. Does this make sense? So she was at a place, even though I want to go back, and I want to go back and forth with you, zero to 100, just like you came at me, due to who I'm representing, I'm going to control my tongue. Because it's the principle of representation. They asked Jesus, Lord, why do you speak in parables to all the people? Last verse, and we're done. Mark Chapter 4, verse 33. With similar parables, Jesus spoke the word to them as much as they could handle. Look at this, verse 34. He did not say anything to them without using a parable. This is the power in the text. But when he was alone with his disciples, he explained everything everything somebody on the night been wanting kingdom blessings saying I have to know you first repentance we have to talk first there's some keys I want to give you there's access to the secrets of the kingdom that I want to give you so that you can live on your kingdom vibes only but you're not going to be able to do it if you're just a spectator versus one who has surrendered so God, we come before you on tonight saying we repent. We repent for making choices on our own, for being our own God, for idolatry, for our secret sins that the enemy is going to try to make sure our secret imaginative desires have the opportunity to become physical realities. We repent, God. We repent for this minimal Christianity, this checkbox Christianity where we have this mindset where at least I went to church, well at least I watched the series. Forgive us for giving you the bare minimum, but then expecting you to shake heaven when we ask for something. Help us, God. To recognize the access to the kingdom starts with repentance and keys. Would you teach us? Would you mold us and shape us so that we all can redeem the original kingdom agenda? In Jesus' precious name we pray. And everybody agrees that prayer. Would you say amen? Wow, what a powerful word. 
Listen, this Kingdom Vibes Only series is truly going to be amazing. Make sure you tune in week after week after week because I know it's going to bless your life. And if you are one of those people that have tuned in week after week, thank you so much. We're blessed to know that we've been a blessing to you. And so if you're saying, this is my first time tuning in and you want to be a part of our ministry, please, we want to have you. Just text the word membership to this number below and you'll get this video and it's just going to talk you through some things. We're glad to have you. Thank you for joining in with our family. And if this is your first time watching and you're saying, I don't even have a relationship with God and I want to get to know the Lord and I want to grow in my faith or I want to rededicate my life. If this is you, we would love, 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 love to have you along with our body and God most importantly wants you in the body of Christ. So text the word fresh start to the number below as well. And all of you that have given to us and sown seeds in our ministry week after week, thank you so much. We don't take it lightly, I'll say it every single time. And if you wanna sow into our ministry, the ways to give are on the screen. Thank you so much, we appreciate every single gift and every single seed sown to enhance the kingdom of God on this earth. Listen, we love you guys so much. Thanks so much for watching, so until Sunday, see you then.